This is Daisenshu EX, the podcast, episode 45 for the week of October 1st, 2006. Well, hey! Welcome to Daisenshu EX, the podcast, an extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan site, Daisenshu EX. We cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening. And hey, guys. A little bit of entertaining along the way, too. I am here, Mike Labrie, Vegito EX, and I got Mary and Julian. Hi there. Hey. Hi. What's up, everyone, this evening? Apparently a little bit of entertaining, according yes. to the layout. Just a little bit. Just so a little bit. Good, good, because I didn't sign on for lots of entertaining. Not too much. I don't know if I yes. can take it tonight. I can't be a part of this internet circus. Oh, I've got a four-day weekend coming up. <gasps> You and your school and your lucky breaks. Hey, we just came <laughs> back from a vacation ourselves. Yeah, it didn't feel like one. I mean, it did, but I feel like we worked and walked well, you and went, exerted energy. You went right back to work. I, yeah. I had an extra two days. So you kind of did have like a four-day week, only a week. <laughs> it was like a, a, a week weekend. A week weekend. Exactly. It was nice. Got a little sick of being at home by Tuesday, so work was nice. And then you came <laughs> to my work. I did. Whoa. Yeah. I, I worked a 12-hour day yesterday, and Mike was kind enough to come and hang out. I kept yeah. telling him, you can go home if you want, or wanted to go get your DS. But he sat there <laughs> like a good boy, and it was great. I read engineering magazines, and there are things like air distribution model software stuff. Whoa. Things I can't even comprehend. And they're advertising it to me, and I'm going, yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> and the advertisement says something like, do you want your child to get into environmental engineering? If so, sign them up for this. <laughs> if so, sign their life away. So, yeah, that's the exciting events uh, that go on at my job. Mike reads our engineering magazines and then doesn't <laughs> understand them. That's okay. I can't either. No. But you know what I do understand? Dragon Ball? Dragon Ball and conventions and stuff that I buy. That's true. Okay. I hope I hope you understand what you buy. Otherwise, it would be a waste. No, I get things. Get it? I do. Okay. So we are back from Anime Weekend Atlanta. <gasps> yeah, that's right. Gaspin' all. Shockin' all. Yeah. Indeed. We're back. It was fun. Yeah. Lots of stuff went on. A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. I don't remember all of it. Not even because of drunkenness. No, not at all. Just because it was wow. a long weekend. Yeah, mostly. Well, we're going to talk about... AWA. We're going to talk about lots of Dragon Ball stuff that not really happened there, but was there. Some things I picked up, some things that showed, and uh, we get a little bit of news. We got some releases. So we kind of have a full episode ahead of ourselves. And that was kind of slurred and, and kind of, you know, but it's okay because we're going into the news now. Who likes music? I do, I do. Julian, do you like music? Uh, who likes music? Uh, rumble, rumble. Of course I like music. Oh, that's good. So we actually knew this last week, and I totally forgot to throw this in the news for last week. Yeah, nice cover up. I meant to say it, but I forgot. I, I believe I, you. I did. Sure. We sure. Didn't, we didn't have any real news last week, so I feel bad. But we have it this week. Our good new Japanese friend, Peking Duck, has posted up some stuff over on the forum. I guess there was a sampler disc for Sparking Neo uh, circulating around the last couple of weeks over there in Japan. Man, that Peking Duck guy sure gets his hands on everything early. Well, he is truly the ultimate fan. Because he's in Japan. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of easy. Anyways, what he's done for us is taking a look at some of the music that's on the game. Not in the okay. game, on the game. Because he extracted it and put it up for a little bit of sampling. Now, we actually mentioned this last week. What's great about the Sparking games... Well, there's only been one so far, but in the first game, all of the background music was actual music from the TV show. You know, all great stuff. The new game, it's got even more. Yeah, I, I noticed that okay. from the samples is that it was actually a, you know, I actually want to say better variety of songs <laughs> this time around. Not that I don't like the songs on the first one. I was like, you know, there's one thing about that game that I actually really enjoyed. It was the fact that it was the music from the show. And it had a few of my favorites, but from the samples, it's like, hot damn. Yeah. That's a lot of the big, big background music. In they're there. actually venturing a little bit away from just background music. And they're pulling in some instrumentals of important vocal songs. So mm. we've got background music of Mind Power, dot, 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 key, dot, dot, dot. And we've got one of Saikyo no Fusion, the ending theme to movie 12. And we also have things like Solid State Scouter, 
That's awesome. Hells yeah. Hells yeah. Awesome song. <laughs> and there's even some movie-specific background music. I know I heard stuff from movie seven. At the beginning of the movie, you know, it goes, yeah, that one. <laughs> I'm actually going to play a couple samples here because um, I think it's better than me singing them all. As much as I enjoy singing background music. Oddly enough, I know what you're referring to, so I guess that's a testament to your skill right there. Indeed. So uh, here, let's check out a couple samples from the new music in Sparking Neo. I wet my pants. I did too. Uh, speaking of pants, I'm not wearing any. Oh my god, he's right. Uh, <laughs> so, Sparking Neo actually comes out next week, but we'll get to that in the releases. So, let's hold off on it. And okay. instead, we'll move over to more video game news. You know, if it weren't for video games, we'd have... We'd have no show. <laughs> let's, let's face the facts, people. We'd have no releases. We'd have no news. We would just be sitting here talking about a show that's been long since over, and that would just make us look lame. I mean, more so than usual, but we do our best here. Yes. <laughs> oh, uh, so have you guys seen the cover art for Jump Ultimate Stars? I wet my, <laughs> I wet my pants twice <laughs> with that cover. Oh, man. Art. Woo! Eh, you faded out. We couldn't hear you. It's like a super cool pie chart. Woo! <laughs> it <laughs> it's, is. It's a pie chart that defies... Physics. I don't think any one person dominates the chart. No. That was actually uh, some complaints about the last game. Uh, maybe it was just Caster. I don't know. We'll pick on him. <laughs> How he was saying that uh, the big three kind of took over the cover, that being Dragon Ball, One Piece, and Naruto. Well, you know, now that they got their own game, now they can distribute right. you know, the attention equally amongst all the shows. Right. Well, you can just head over to the main page of Daisenshu EX and check it out. We've got a big picture up. It's a circular little... Uh, Pie chart. <laughs> One little um, slab, slot, slice, whatever you want to call it. It's a pie chart. It's a slice. But Jeez, Mike. I can call it whatever I want as long as it starts with the letter S because that's the letter of the episode. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I, I went there. Anyways, <laughs> lots of great characters on there. We've got Kinikuman. So, yay. I, I wish Ippo was in it. Ippo wasn't in Shonen Jump. I know. I wish he was too. That would be great. But hey, check it out. And uh, when's the game come out? The game comes out November 23rd. So pre-order, bitches. Yeah, save up your money. You got a little bit of time. A little bit. A little bit. So uh, time for the topic now, because that's really it for news. Topic. We're back from Atlanta, like we said. And we're going to talk about Anime Weekend Atlanta. You almost make it sound like it's a free plug for this con. But that's really not the case. We're just oh, talking about shit. Dragon Ball stuff. Okay. <laughs> um, I bought lots of stuff. Yeah, and I helped. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> I it's fanboy purchases, and I helped. <laughs> Even Mary agreed. The dealer's room at AWA was freaking awesome. You know, if we are going to end up doing a free plug for this con, I do have to say, I mean, we go to some big-ass cons across the country, and Anime Weekend Atlanta is kind of a mid-sized one, I'd say, compared to some of the other ones we go to. Right. And despite that, despite, you know, being um, in the South, <laughs> um, they have a bad-ass dealer's room. It's not particularly giant like the hangers of Otakon's dealer's room, but they had old stuff, which was great. Old stuff and new stuff. Yeah. Yay. And it wasn't just oversaturation of, like, the big three new shows. No. Um, so yeah, we, we made out like bandits. We did. We're going to go through a couple things that we got, and I'm actually going to plug one specific place because the guy was <laughs> awesome. But uh, let's start with the first thing that we got, mm -hmm. and 
you know, I only know the name of one dealer and that's the one that I'll plug when we get to him. This wasn't him. But we found, I think, Mary, you spotted that. I spotted it because it was... Um, was it movie 8? It was, was a movie, oh, was 9, movie 9 poster and I, I used to have the movie 9 movie poster and I can't remember if I either sold it or it's sitting in our walk-in closet. I Regardless, think it's in our closet. I remember distinctly when I first bought that poster. I was like, wow, how rare is that? I don't I care that actually, it's damaged. We got that I'll buy it anyway. Next one, we yeah. did get that anime next. Back when they had like a random rare item. Although, Anime Next is somewhat good about that, too. Yeah, they are. Anywho, yeah, I had this Movie 9 movie poster, and whether or not I sold it or we still have it and I just can't find it, <laughs> it's just not up anymore. Right. So I thought, oh, okay, well, you know, Dragon Ball movies, they've come and gone. It's been a few years. I'm never going to see anything like that again. But I was wrong. Hey, um, this one dealer had a crap ton of actual movie posters, and he had a lot of movies to choose from. I think yeah. there was a 13, there was, uh, there was more 9. There was 9, there was 8, six. Uh, 6, and we saw movie 13. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know what? I want the movie 13 poster. Now, I wonder why that is, because that one only has Goku on it. And me, personally, I would have liked one of the ones with lots of characters, but out of all those other movie posters, I didn't like the style of any of them. I think my reasoning was that was the one I've never seen before. Oh, yeah, that's why I agreed with you. I have seen both... the other ones. Yeah, I've never seen that either, so. So we grabbed it. We dropped 20 bucks on that. 20 Pretty... bucks is all right. I think it's a little overpriced. Yeah. You know, we were also saying, you know, the movie's 11 years old now, and the poster was in amazing condition. Yeah. So. So I guess it's okay. On the opposite side was, like, Ninku. Ninku. Oh, yeah. It was like one of those other mid-90s It was one of those shows. things I remember seeing pictures of in the back of Game Fan a decade ago. <laughs> I have no idea what it actually is. So we got the poster, and then the guy told me, I have to roll it up myself. Yeah, I thought that was a little rude. It's like, well, but I just paid you. Whatever. So I rolled it up, and I kind of made a joke about how he's too much of a pussy to take his own liability for stuff, so whatever. You said that? Yeah, I did. I missed it. Yeah. What exactly did you say? That. Oh. <laughs> he told the guy, you are a pussy. I said something like that. <laughs> yes, sir. So we wandered off. I had my movie 13 poster in tow. Kind of carried that around for a while. I used it as a sword for a little bit. I don't remember that. I slung it over my shoulder and I pretended I was Sanosuke from Kenshin. Wow. Oh, what dear. a nerd. I just made that up. Yeah, I, I figured as much. <laughs> uh, I think the next place we hit was kind of where I lived in the dealer's room. Yeah. <laughs> A lot. In case you don't know, I like video games. That you do. I have a lot of video game consoles. I can play video games from every country on my video game consoles. So when I see import games, I say, hello, import games. When I see layers upon layers upon sheets upon sheets of Saturn games, Super Famicom games, Wonderswan games, Mike goes a little crazy. <gasps> Mike loses his pants. Well, at least, Publicly. My, at least my wallet. Oh, yeah. that That is exactly what well, happened. figuratively. I didn't actually lose my wallet. So I bought some video games. None of them were actually Dragon Ball. <laughs> <laughs> I did see Shin Butoden there. They were selling it for $40. He had a couple copies. However, I had just gotten it on eBay the week before. <laughs> so what timing. I kind of wanted my instant gratification, but I paid $10 less than that, even with shipping. So <laughs> it's like, uh, you know what? It's sitting there waiting for me when I get home. You win at eBay lately. I know. Like hardcore. Yeah, totally. But we're not talking about eBay. No. We've already done that. Yeah. Uh, Mary also spotted Hyperdimension for the Super Famicom. It was sitting there in its box and everything. Yeah. I, I, it was a box set that struck me first, if only because back when a friend of mine lent it to me, mm -hmm. it was in its box. And I remember ogling it because <laughs> I was a really early Dragon Ball fan at the time. And, you right. know, any exposure to Japanese stuff at the time was really rare. So yeah. I was just staring at the instruction book that came with it. I would just stared at the box. I was like, wow, what a novelty. <laughs> and then there it was at a con. I was like, I'm I'm pulled back 10 years. <laughs> oh my god, that was 10 years ago. Back in your day, we had Super Famicom games. Wow. You know what I also saw? Actually, you saw it and you said, oh, is that the Play Day game? And it was actually the Mega Drive. Well, Super Mega... What was the Genesis called? I think it was just the Mega Drive. And the Super Mega Drive was... I guess I don't remember Dude, anymore. you lost me. Anyways, the Genesis game. I believe it's called Buu Retsuden. But um, I wish I that got it. That sounds about right. I wish I got it. I didn't pick it up. So I've always wanted to actually own it, but uh, I didn't grab it. They did have a bunch of other Super Famicom games, though. Not all of them had boxes, but 
He had all of the games. It all seemed legit. Oh, yeah. Every, the, this is not a bootleg place. This is totally legit. And this is the place I actually want to plug. It's uh, Mad Gear LLC. It's mad-gear.com. Um, and the reason I'm plugging them is because the guy was nice to me. And he had really decent prices. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, it wasn't a rip-off place, which is really, really rare, especially for a dealer's room at an anime con. Oh, totally. I mean, I picked up uh, King of Fighters 95 for the Saturn with its cartridge, of course, for like 12 bucks or something. That guy mm. could have easily ripped off everyone. I mean, oh, I know. that booth was constantly busy. Yeah. And definitely. everyone would walk by and go, whoa, is that a, uh, I don't know, insert name <laughs> of system here? <laughs> and were, their jaws were dropping. Oh, in, in the back behind him, he had um, an original Famicom, a Super Famicom, um, and all sorts of old actual systems. I, I would say he was charging a little bit too much for the new PS2 games. That's what I found hilarious. Uh, I guess he figured that's what people would mostly be interested in, would be like the new PS3, uh, PS3, <laughs> PS2 Naruto right. and like Bleach games yes. and stuff like that. When you take shipping into consideration, what you'd pay for shipping, it actually came out to be about the same thing. I guess. Thing. Unless you it always... is weak point for massive debt. <laughs> But yeah, it was definitely the older import right. games that hey, it is a cat again. <laughs> was there any other Dragon Ball stuff? I think we hit all the main systems. You didn't have the Wonderswan game. If he oh. had the Wonderswan game, I was going to get a Wonderswan and the remake of the <laughs> Dragon Ball game. I've always wanted a Wonderswan. Just so you could say okay. that you have a Wonderswan. Exactly. I've got my Neo Geo Pocket Color, and I'm pissed. I should have gotten SNK versus Capcom. Now I'm going to have to steal Andrews again. That's right. I'll just take all of his video games. Uh, again, were there any other Dragon Ball games that he had? I think we covered all the main systems. I mean, he had D.O.N. and all the latest, those kind of games, yeah. Jump Superstars. Julian wanted me to look for some DS, the kanji yes. dictionary thing for you. He didn't sell yes. any DS games. Oh. I mean, just a couple, the big That's ones. Sad. Like the newest Naruto, the newest Bleach, oh, okay. and the newest oh. and I was Jump saying Superstars. in general, there wasn't like... Any yeah. one dealer that dealt with new new video games. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, the game that I was looking for isn't necessarily a game per se. I mean, right. it's a it's a kanji dictionary where you can write the kanji to find what it is, so, it, right. so you don't have to find out what the pronunciation is first. I mean, that's handy though. It is. Andrew brought it over one day, and it was awesome. Except I don't know stroke order, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that exhausts video games. Uh, what did I pick up, in case anyone's interested? I got King of Fighters 95, I got Real Bout, Fatal Fury Special, and Vampire Savior for the Japanese Saturn. All fighting games, yay! <laughs> well, so hey, who likes fighting games? I do too. Mike does! I can actually play them with you, yay! What else did we get? I picked up the Baba box set, just oh, the Funimation. I forgot. Uh, Not really a box set. It was in the $10 pile, but it was supposed to be in the $15 pile. 15 was still all right for me, though. Yeah. So, okay. So I got that. I was actually missing that one. This is a funny story in case people don't. Well, of course, no one would know this. I don't own. Actually, now I do. I own a little more than half of the original Dragon Ball, the Funimation ones. I've been real slow on picking those up. But so I had the whole end of the series. And then I think it was about a year ago or something. It's in our old news archives. Amazon or Right Stuff or someone was selling the Commander Red box set. Yeah, I remember like that. For like $3 or something. So I got it. So I was missing the Baba box set in between. Baba box set. The Baba box set in between the Commander Red set and the Tension Han set. So I filled in my hole. So I was kind of happy there. Cool. You filled in the hole with Baba. That's that's disgusting. Wow, Mary, oh. Mary, you've that at was least I'm not for. parked illegally inside lunch. Ah, <laughs> oh. <laughs> As Julian crawls into a fetal position. Uh, <laughs> and rocks it gently back and forth. There were no Dragon Ball Gashapon anymore. Yeah, and I was actually looking for them because it's been our little... Oh, God. <laughs> I know. We it's, always pick them up. It's been our tradition the last few cons, especially since uh, they've been coming out the last year. So it's, really it's nice new products. Yeah. And yet, uh, I don't know. It was kind of odd that they had all this other rare Dragon Ball stuff and yet not the new little figurines coming out. But, oh well, it's okay. It saved me like a little... Five bucks on a useless piece of plastic. <laughs> now, there was one big Dragon Ball purchase of the weekend. Oh, yes. And it wasn't actually that big. Well, it was so big that it warranted a call to Julian. Let's just say <laughs> yes. that. He called me from the dealer's room. Like, in the morning on Saturday, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I was sleeping, and I pick up the phone, and I'm like, hello? <laughs> I didn't realize that. He didn't. He failed to mention that part. No. Like, Julian, guess what? I got Daisetsu 7. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I feel great having uh, a hand in in. Well, it was a, it was a dual uh, effort. It, you know what? You looked really excited too. You're like, oh my god! We really I was really excited just because I wasn't expecting it. Yeah. We're like, no dealer has carried Daisenshu ever. Let alone Daisenshu Seven. And at the prices, the prices <laughs> are so, insane. Was it you or me that spotted? It I was think you he... that's you that spotted it because okay. the guy had a box on a table and it was books just stacked in one behind another behind another and the one that happened to be facing towards i guess the crowds i think it was as it were it was daisenchu it was either one or two uh anyway you ran up to it because obviously it's a daisenchu it's like oh my god we never see these at a con right and it's like oh okay we have this one right i'm starting through i see two i see four and then i'm like holy shit well no i remember (laughs) i pointed out something to you because we were about to walk away i think and i saw the pattern of another daisenchu way back in the the box i'm like like, look at that one there's another one there's another one go there and it was (laughs) it was angels so i can now proudly say i finally after all these years own all 10 daisenchu Yay! Ah. Looking at them, and it's kind of weird seeing seven there because it's really, really, really thick. It's so big. <laughs> does, does this mean you'll now get a, a dragon to come out and grant you a wish? We collected all seven dice and you. Well, ten plus the four. Yeah, plus, they're all floppy. Plus the two, and then plus Nekomajin. So yay! Oh. <laughs> I don't know why Nekomajin. You ruined the joke. No, I didn't. I made it better. No, you didn't. Now there's no dragon involved. <laughs> Anyways, the best part was that I only paid ten dollars for it. That was pretty damn sweet. It's like yes, the guy didn't know what he had. No. It, it makes up for the fact that you were gouged out of your money for <laughs> two perfect files. Shut up. I'm shaking a fist at you. <laughs> what was great is the, the boxes, there were two boxes, one in front of the other. They just said, art book's $10. And Daisenshu 2 had a sticker that said like $45 on it. Yeah. So he was just unloading shit. He didn't have a clue. I would have paid $50 for Daisenshu 7. I was about to pay $50 on eBay last week just because I was so pissed that I didn't own it. And I got it for $10. That was awesome. That was was truly the highlight of our shopping trip. It was. So, you want to move on to actual... Yeah, we um, are. (laughs) Con stuff. I think that covers everything that was in the dealer's room that we bought in the dealer's room. Did you buy anything else? I don't remember. Um, I mean, Dragon Ball and I helped you with the poster. I don't think I bought anything for myself because nothing interested me. You're going to get the little Nana um, ring thing. I didn't want to actually buy it. because I tried it on. It was really heavy. Yeah, it would be heavy and I wouldn't actually wear it anywhere. I was thinking about getting a Nana t-shirt and then I realized, well, I'll feel like a goofball wearing this to an actual show. Um, (laughs) I wanted to get a Genshiken figure to replace the one that our cats destroyed. And I realized I don't want to risk paying six bucks for another possibly destroyed Genshiken (laughs) figure. Speaking of which, there's going to be a few more episodes. I was looking at the website yesterday, so I'm like foaming at the mouth at the prospect of working chicken anime. Looks like only three more episodes, but that's better than nothing. Yeah. Indeed. Oh, I'm still bitter they're making a freaking Kujibiki Unbalanced TV show. Uh, Like, that doesn't deserve a series, damn it. Yeah, well, I think it's the case of the author maybe knowing his audience a little too well, and then he actually create a series that, that, <laughs> that the fans would like more. Actually, yeah. The Japanese like know. the fake show more that's like intentionally making fun of them. Exactly. <laughs> but, uh, oh dear. Anywho. So this concludes our episode of the Genshi Ken podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, right. Dragon Ball. <laughs> so other Dragon Ball stuff at the con. Uh, I guess Dragon Ball videos. We didn't really see any this year. I mean, year. granted, we didn't really sit in on any of the expo showings, so right. we only are aware of two. There was our video that was in pro. It was right. nominated for character profile and best sentimental. I didn't win any, but that's okay. The videos that did one were very, very good. Yeah, pro um, is always so well um, distributed with its awards yeah. and really good. It's the peer judge contest, which is great. Yeah, so this video will probably be online when this podcast goes up, so you can I was download gonna, it. I was going to wait until ROS 3 was up, but I'm just going to put it up this weekend. Yeah, there's no reason to wait. And then there was Caster's Naruto Ball Z. Yeah, that got some airplay. I think it was played during Iron Editor. It was played towards, I think it was the last video to be played during Iron Editor, back, right. uh, either when they were rendering the videos or they are right about to announce the winner. Right, right. One of the two, but it was definitely towards the end and they were killing time. And again, interesting crowd reaction yes. in terms of this video. I was going to say, I think it was a fight between Rock Lee and Vegeta was the opposite of the response I've seen it get elsewhere. 
right. People <laughs> wanted Vegeta to win. Whereas in the rest of the video, they were, you know, obviously like every other con that this video gets played at, everyone's like, boo, boo Dragon, Dragon Ball. Ball. Yeah, you know, our two characters won, boo, a Dragon Ball character won. But when Vegeta won, People they're all happy. like, yeah, Vegeta. So I guess, you know, even after all these years, even with all the hate for DBZ that's out there, Man. everyone loves Vegeta. They're still out there. And they all get the reference with Kami Sanin and Jiraiya at the end. Yeah. It's so funny how there's such this misconception that no one watches it no one likes it no one gets it but but everyone laughs at the jokes right it's like you must have watched it at some point if you get all the jokes yeah freaking hypocrites liars Uh, i I think the next time around caster needs to do a naruto versus one piece one only to get the ninja versus pirates he's totally sitting on like a cash oh i guess it's not a cash cow (laughs) um whatever the equivalent of that is i know but yeah totally harp on that it took him too much time i don't think he wants to do anymore (laughs) oh but yeah, the crowd um loves that. And there's always such a mixed reaction when the last fight between Goku and Naruto ends. Like there's no, there's um, no resolution. Everyone goes like, oh! Because, <laughs> you know, they're waiting for it, they're waiting for it, they're waiting for their Naruto characters to win. And we probably just ruined it if you haven't seen the video. Oh, but we've mentioned it in the past. It's so a you, draw! You should have seen it by now. So yeah, that's pretty much it for Dragon Ball videos. Let's just talk about ours real quick in case people want to check it out. It's a Gohan character profile video. It takes place during the Cell games with a few throwbacks to uh, his filler flashbacks. Right. It's all about, you know, Gohan succeeding Goku Hence the title of the video, Succession. Succession. And yeah, just just good stuff. Uses a Get Up Kid song. It was a mic idea, and I just kind of followed along. <laughs> I was like, yes, master, tell me to edit, and I will do so. The I actually started it back in January and kind of sat on it for a while, and as the pro deadline was approaching, we were like, uh, what do we have for ideas? Hey, this one's just sitting on the hard drive waiting to be done. So we worked on that, and it uh, came out really nice. Yeah. I like it. So go check it out. Yes. Um, want to talk about our panel? Just briefly. Yeah. Um, we played a lot of our new stuff, a lot of old stuff, and a oh, lot right. of random stuff, actually. This is actually another Dragon Ball video. I remastered with the Dragon Box footage my video from 2001, my Broly video, just rock and roll. And holy cow, did it seem like a different video. Yeah, it looked really gorgeous. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was still a stupid, pointless video, no offense. No, no, But I, looking no, up I'm at taken. the screen, I was... Oh, really pretty. Wow. <laughs> like I was wow. saying at the panel, it was one of those videos where I'm still learning, you know, how to make a video and time things up. It's one of the first videos where I started paying attention to flow and mood and like scene choices and what's going on and really big, important timings. And there were a couple instances where I was working on the video and, you know, I obviously had the old one up at the same time to try and match the scenes as well as I could. And I'm going... This takes place in the daytime. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I mean, check out the old version of the video. It was done from fan subs. Like, really, really, my movie A is probably one of the worst fan subs in the world. Uh, No subtitles in the video, though, so major props to me. But still, that footage was awful. And, oh, God, the biggest one, I think it's the scene of Oolong and Kamisenin in the spaceship. And I didn't know that you could see the reflection of something in this oh my god it was it was awful but uh you're not going to see the remastered video because that was a convention exclusive and it'll probably be on our next dvd so you'll just have to come to awa next year to get it on dvd or win a contest where we uh, incidentally we'll be giving away a dvd as a prize yeah we but, always uh, end up doing but i haven't made the next dvd well, yet. yeah so we're not talking till like 2007 or <laughs> right. 2008 here <laughs> um any other fun stuff go on the panel not really no that i mean we what they do at awa is um they invite guests to they have an hour entertain the audience so we kind of play some old stuff, some new stuff, some other people's stuff, and, and that's some it. Some random video clips of well, videos that we like and whatnot. Lots of fun. And um, Sunday, we actually went to the podcast. was panel. the one thing at the con that we did other than like music video <laughs> stuff. That's hey. always a weird thing about AWA. Right. So we went to the podcasting panel. It was actually run by the three folks over at Anime World Order, and it was uh, it was interesting. What... The one thing they said that really um, interested me the most, and I think you uh, mentioned the same thing, was that they passed out flyers at Oticon, and their listenership dropped. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So they actually asked if there was any other podcasters in the audience, and so, of course, we raised our hands. So if you happen to listen to that show, you'll probably hear me pop up at some point with my uh, stupid announcer voice, you know, saying the URL in Julian style, that it's .cx. Dot com. <laughs> so like a used car dealer. <laughs> Come to crazy Mike's at We're so crazy, we don't know what we're giving away. Dyson 7? No. It's hot off the presses. 
Years ago. Uh, it's mine. I'm holding it. <laughs> Go away. Um, and then the only other thing I want to plug from the convention is Reflections of Style 3, which is a multi-editor AMV project. We didn't do a Dragon Ball video for it because that would be kind of out of place in the project. <laughs> so uh, what we did, it's a Honey and Clover video. Fantastic series. Absolutely amazing. And the song that we had to track in was um, Beating Heart Baby by Head Automatica. So check that. It's not up for download yet, but hopefully no, it will not, be really not soon. as an individual track, but you should be able to download the whole Reflections of Style 3 from animemusicvideos.org, hopefully this week. Yeah, I hope it goes up soon, because yeah. it was really awesome. Yeah, it was definitely the best of the three, and I've been in two and three. So yeah, I'm putting down my work that was <laughs> in the last project. Oh, yeah, I wasn't fond of that track. You see our real effects whoring over in this video. This was us <laughs> learning more effects. That's the problem with all these all these projects is that it's just a dumping ground for us, like, trying to learn new stuff. Yay, effects. It, it's really pretty, though. It's flowers. Because Honey and Clover is pretty. Yeah. So, so check that out. And um, then our flight was delayed coming home. <laughs> oh, that kind of sucked. Like, yeah. And that was okay. why the last podcast was delayed, because... All sorts of other stuff going on, but ninja squirrels. No, there there were none of them, thankfully. But uh, wow. now we're back and back to the regular work schedule and all that stuff. We'll be back next year. We'll actually be the Iron Editor competitors again next year. Champions, right? Because this this year was the tournament of champions. We actually ended up judging this year's contest with Monica Real and David Williams. Is that his name? Yeah, from ADV. From ADV. So that was uh, very cool. Yep. Brad to- won. Yeah. <laughs> Beat Shane. And uh, I don't think those videos are up for download. No, yet. not yet, they but they probably soon. should be. That's kind of sad for Shane. He got dethroned two <laughs> years in a row. <laughs> it's kind of odd. Like, how do you get dethroned twice? <laughs> but um, yeah, it's possible. It's a wacky event. It was awesome, though. So many people. Yeah. Oh, and the only other two things I want to mention is after our panel, we had someone come up and say, hey, I've been a fan of your site for years and years. And years. And I am so awful with names. I can remember faces like they're nothing. I can't remember names, though. So, dude, whoever you are, please email me and, like, keep in touch and stuff. And uh, I think I actually picked him as uh, during Iron Editor when we did the contest. Oh, really? Say how many anime you can guess. You didn't tell me that. Yeah. So he's who I chose. I actually wasn't planning on it. But when I went down into the audience and I was like, who wants to win shit? And he was the most excited. So I said, hey, you. And then I realized who I picked. Oh, that was awesome. Oh, and then the other best story from Iron Editor is when we started, we were up on stage and introducing ourselves. And me being, you know, the uh, arrogant jackass I am, I'm like, who wants to play Jump Superstars, bitches? (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, Wi-Fi. Well, it's actually not Wi-Fi, but local local Wi-Fi was awesome. So I played against Cool, who I actually know. It's an AMVer. And someone named Coconut. I have no idea who it was. But we played three rounds. And who won all three times? Thank you. Coconut? No, cool. No, no. Vegito EX. Thank you. Aww. Yes, I was awesome. My money I was on awesome. Coconut. No, it was great. That game shines so much in multiplayer. I am so psyched for the sequel with Wi-Fi. But uh, so I think my winning Jump Superstars kind of sums up the convention. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to have to really get on the sequel because I haven't played the original so much. You know what? I've done when, single player, but... When yeah. I first got the game, I only played through a couple levels and I wasn't too sure there was like so much Japanese in it. But once I found my way around the like the main screen where you pick your characters and cards and stuff, once you figure that out, you're golden and it's so mm. much fun. So uh, yeah, sequel. We're going to have so many tournaments. I can see this coming. It'll be awesome. But that sums up AWA. It's time to move on. Our next segment, as always, is DBZ ABCs with Julian Sensei. Julian, we are up to the letter S. Yes. And uh, so did you pick anything? Oh, oh, right, right. (laughs) (laughs) That. Yes, that. I I thought you were leading me into something. I just wasn't sure what. (laughs) But, yeah, so this week we're going to go over a little thing that I like to call Shenlong. Yay! Or Shenlong, or... Whatever. I find that offensive. That was so amazingly racist of me. It was awesome. (laughs) So, Dragon God. Yes. Well, he's a a big dragon god. He's a pretty cool god. (laughs) Yeah. So, basically, what we have here is when all the seven Dragon Balls are gathered together, this dragon comes out of the Dragon Balls and grants a single wish. At least at first. So, basically, let's talk about the name. Uh, Shun 
in Chinese means god, and long means dragon. And yes, this is Chinese, even though it's a Japanese series. Why? Because Kira Toriyama is fond of Chinese things put into his <laughs> manga. Especially Chinese food, but also other things. <laughs> um, and so you have this dragon with a Chinese name that grants wishes. And it so happens that he is actually created by Kami, who coincidentally has shares his uh, kanji with the first character in Shenlong. Oh, and that's, that's pretty actually interesting. actually played upon at the 23rd Budokai when Kami disguises himself as a human and calls ah, himself Shen. Ah, yes, yes. And that's how Goku makes the connection as well. How, how <laughs> does this stupid moron put that together? That I always don't know. pissed me off. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow he managed. Ah, uh, whatever. But anyway, so you've got this dragon, and he grants wishes. And I don't know, uh, there are some rules that get brought up over time. There's the thing about not repeating the same wish twice. Mm -hmm. And you also get the sense, at least when he's reviving multiple people at once, he can't go back more than a year. Right. Um, and... Finally, he can't exceed the power of his creator. What exactly, or That's how much exactly that power one. is, it's pretty vague. But apparently it's enough that he can't, you know, kill the Jinzo Ningen right. when, um, I think, Yamcha asks. Mm -hmm. um, so in, instead, he just gets the bombs taken out of them, thanks to Kuridin, who has a crush on 18. Good enough for uh, me. Yeah, and of course, later on, when Dende becomes the Kami of Earth, uh, he gets an upgrade. At first, it seems like he can grant two wishes, but then later on, he can grant three. <laughs> All of a sudden, sure like, hey, we can do three now. Yeah. I think so, it was another instance of Toriyama forgot, wrote it, and then had to wreck on it. But Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, the Namekian Dragon has three wishes to begin with, but it's more limited. Although those limits seem to be taken away by the time Woody takes over as well. So by the end, you've got two dragons with pretty much limitless potential. Uh, <laughs> but then you've got GT, which is even worse. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but let's not go there. We'll ignore those dragons. Maybe we'll but, hit them up with the letter X or something. Yeah. But for the moment, let's... Uh, yeah, so we've got Shanlong. Starts with an S, and right. it means Dragon God. So that's cool. That is pretty cool. Well, Julian, I guess that concludes letter S for this week. I guess it does. And uh, you'll be back next week with the letter T, because that's what comes after S. Yes, and in fact, I'll be back in person. That's right. Is it next week? I think so, isn't it? Is it? I think we got a plan. Fuck, I think it is next week. <laughs> so, Mike, care to explain what is next week? No, we'll get to that at the end of the episode. Okay. Because apparently I don't know right now. So <laughs> we'll move on into the next segment, and that's Mary's Top 5 list with Tara playing in the background. Mary. Mike. Your Top 5 list this week is coincidentally... Like we mentioned last week, something I came up with. Yeah, you know. Um, <laughs> I just no, have to no, say No, no, you know what? Last week I came up with it. Let's be honest here. Well, no, I mean, I was saying that I'll come up with your future ideas for us. Oh, you did say that, didn't you? Because you're brain dead now. Yeah. You, hey, you said it. Okay, yeah, I'm not going to deny that. See, you're so brain dead you don't remember it. I have an awful memory. I, that's In any true. event, <laughs> um, this list has nothing to do with the topic because there's nothing about the topic I can turn into a top five The top five, list. five people I beat in Jump Superstar Flash. So there's the only top two, so. five products we bought. <laughs> no, Mary, this is the top five stolen attacks. And that may kind of sound odd, but when you think about it, there are quite a few signature attacks that you think are associated to a single character. But in actuality, there are quite a few people that like to rip each other off. <laughs> it's kind of a, a little bit rare, and sometimes they pay more attention to the stealing right. of attacks than other times. But that's what we're here to discuss. Indeed. So we're going to start it out with number five. And this is actually just, it's more of a nod, but it is so out of left field that you have to mention it. Right. And it is one of those things where it's like no one really addresses it. It just sort of happens. Yeah. But it is one of those things that it's an attack that belongs to someone else. And when you see this person do it, it's like, what? But it makes sense. Yeah, that, that is totally true, and I'll give right. them props for that. I'm referring to the use of the Masenko in movie eight um, that Trunks uses. Masenko! Now, obviously, this is a Gohan attack, typically, so the fact that future Trunks would bust out this move, you know, in the middle of this fight is a right. little bit odd. But as Mike said, it's kind of fitting considering that Trunks in the future trained under Gohan, so it's not too unreasonable to assume that perhaps in that timeline it was taught to him. Right. Even though we never see him display this attack in the present time. 
Exactly. You know, we can assume, oh, okay, well, maybe he has a few tricks up his sleeve. But I think that was so well written, though. I mean, really. It was kind of random, but yeah, I'm glad they at least put a little thought into it. I yeah. mean, in that respect. Right. Like, at first, it kind of seems like a throwaway thing. Like, oh, well, we need to have Trunks do something. But then if you think a little bit more, it's yeah. like, oh, well, yeah, these are the, you know, this is the history behind these two characters in this timeline. So right. I can buy it. Totally. Move on to number four. Number four, I want to say, is a little bit of a cop-out due to the nature of the <laughs> character that uses this attack. But this is this is really a signature attack. Yeah, when you think a signature attack by a single character, this is right up there. This right. is the Makan Kosapo, which is used by Cell and the Cell Juniors. Um, of course, this is Piccolo's signature move, and you really can't picture anyone but Piccolo using this move. But right. Cell, obviously, being the creation of several warriors wrapped into one, is clearly able to use this attack. And, in fact, you think of it so exclusively to Piccolo that even Piccolo was a little confused when he saw it being used on him. So, Oh, snap! My own moves! <laughs> of course, Piccolo's so awesome that he can just slap it away, but... Slap it away, you know, like it's nothing. It, kind of a cop-out, but because Cell and Cell Juniors use it, <laughs> and they're so cute that yeah. it fits. That's true. Uh, right. Well, we're, we're going to move on to number three. Number three is a little bit less of a cop-out because two characters use this. Um, and one, I wouldn't say necessarily is called this attack of it, but it's definitely similar in appearance. Right. It's the Kienzan, which is Krillin's signature move. And we see Frieza use something either exactly like this or similar to this. I don't believe it was actually named. Not in the series, but I'm pretty sure in the Daizenshu they do say it is a variation of the Kienzan. Okay. So it is... I guess a more enhanced version of what Krillin exactly. usually uses. And of course, again, Cell, here's the cop-out answer. Cell, <laughs> of course he knows this. Right. <laughs> but the characters did say when, I think when Cell used it, someone did say, hey, that's Kudadin's attack. And it might even have been him himself. I don't, maybe it was Yamcha? Ah, I can't remember who actually no, said it. No, I think it. I know what you mean. But though. they did acknowledge it. So right. that's another reason why it's on the list. That's it's, why it's a little higher up on the list is the fact that right. someone acknowledged, hey, this attack belongs to fill in the blank Insert here. Insert name here. <laughs> Move on? Move on. Number two. I love this one because, again, it's when they acknowledge that they're stealing. Right. And I believe that when this one appeared in the series, it was hardcore. Oh, yeah. Like, this guy... Whip this attack out, and they were like, oh my god, this is so advanced. Yeah. Look at what a disadvantage we are at. Right. Um, This is the Taioken, which is uh, Tenshin Han's move. Right. Uh-huh. And um, it eventually gets to the point where Goku, Krillin, and Cell use it. Right. I'm actually going to insert the line of dialogue here because it was so funny when Goku says it. He, I mean, Tenshin Han's dead at this point, but in his head he, like, apologizes to Tenshin Han for stealing his attack. <laughs> I just thought that was so cute of him. All right, that's why that's at number two is because Goku acknowledges, again, I'm stealing someone's attack. Right. So he knows what he's doing. He knows that it's someone's signature move. So Taoken, right. number two. And then against Dodoria, Kududin uh, uses it. Except he does a weird hand position. He doesn't do it the right way where his hands are kind of fingers spread apart in his face. He kind of turns his hands around and puts two fingers on each side up against his it's head. It's Krillin style. I am so nerdy you, for... You, yeah. I'm actually doing the Heard hand positions this. here in front of the microphone. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Mike. Um, I think he's just confirming that. Right. Uh, you know what? And as soon as I saw you do it, I realized, oh, my God, he's right. First, I had no <laughs> idea what you were talking about. I'm like, Psh, it's all the same, boy. What you talking about? But I saw you do the hand motions. And I was like, good God. He's correct. <laughs> and then Cell uses it. And everyone felt stupid after Cell used it. But uh, So that's number two. Yeah. Now, number one, Mary. This goes without saying. <laughs> um, it's the attack that everyone and their mom uses. It's the first key attack in the show that's made out to be the big shit. Yeah. And even immediately right off the bat, you got a little kid using it. I mean, so, it, it's set up as a joke to begin with exactly. that someone's stealing it. And then it becomes such a joke that it gets stolen and stolen. And I believe it's in movie three when it's a ton of the guys. They all do a set of key attacks and a good chunk of them are Kamehameha's. Oh, oh, against the mountain right, or whatever. Right. Yeah. So yeah, Kamehameha, number one right. stolen attack. It's 
more of a communal move than a <laughs> than a stolen attack, I guess. And it's an adaptive technique because you can shoot it out of your feet if you'd like to. That is true. Apparently, that's still a kamehameha. It's still good. We could list so many characters that use it. You want to try? Okay. So the first one is Kami Senin. He developed it. Mm-hmm. Took him what fifty years to master the technique, and then we got the little boy Goku who knocks the tire off a car with it in no time. Who else goes on to use? It? I know Yamcha uses it. Right. I know Kudoden uses it. I'm pretty sure that both Tension Hunt and Chaozu use it. Um, who else do we have? Gohan uses it. Uh, Goten uses it. Who else? Majin Buu actually does it because he can copy everyone's technique. Ah, uh, shit. Who else uses it? Does Chibi Trunks use it ever? I'm not sure. That In he's... movie 11, he does. Ah. Yeah. Um, shit. Who else can do it? I think that's a pretty good list. Yeah, I'd more say than so. enough to warrant this being number one on the list. And if you play Super DBZ, anyone can do the Kamehameha. <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, uh, I think that's a whole bunch of stolen attacks. That it is. Because that's what the list was. That was great. I love focus, maintaining focus. And that's what we did here. Well, uh, we're going to move on now because that's the end of your top five list. Aww. And so that means it's time for releases. We forgot to mention this last week. So who wants to say what's coming out on October 4th? Oh, me, 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 me. Uh, <laughs> someone, anyone? Me. Damn it, Mike, let me do it. All right, go ahead. Okay, so on October 4th, we've got the next three volumes of the Dragon Ball Z Region 2 DVDs. These are volumes 34, 35, and 36, covering episodes 196 through 213. This goes from the Ano Yoichi Budokai into the Great Saiyaman arc. Aren't you just so lucky if you're <laughs> actually bothering to pick these up? Uh, anyway, these go for 39.90 yen each, or roughly 36, 37 dollars, but that's not counting shipping. <laughs> so that goes for that. And in case you don't know by now, these are the individual releases based off of the Dragon Box that was released back in 2003. 2003. So and uh, no subtitles. Right, no subs. Remastered video, slightly remastered audio, progressive, region 2, and TSC, blah, 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 blah. Insert cool. additional information here. And then on October 5th, it's a big day, folks. Sparking Neo comes out in Japan for the Japanese PS2. <gasps> yay! Yay! Coming out for 7,140 yen. And over on Play Asia, that's going for $64.90. So this is the Japanese PS2 version. The American PS2 version is actually conflicting dates around. Amazon is saying November 7th, and I trust them more than anyone else, really. Uh, So we'll go with them. When is it coming out in the U.S.? In the U.S., that is $39.95, apparently. So Uh cheaper here, but we still don't know what's up with the music. It's probably not going to be the Japanese music. For shame. Yeah. Oh, well. But anyway, what I was going to say is I realized that we have one more release that isn't even on the list here. Do we? Yes. Oh, we did have, I miss something? Yes, the Dragon Ball Animanga. I knew it. sixth and apparently final volume of the Super Saiyajin slash Ginyu arc is coming out on October 4th. Oh, okay. Um, so I don't know if they've actually made it all the way through that saga so quickly, but maybe they have. Shit, uh, they must have skipped filler then. Or at least some of it. That seems like a contradiction when you're going by (laughs) this kind of thing. I mean, what's what's any other point to getting it other than to have filler in paper form? (laughs) 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 And sad but true. um, Also this month on the 4th are coming out the Kanzenban editions, the first two volumes of Dr. Slump. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Very cool. And I believe these include new artwork by Akira Toriyama on the covers of Dr. Slump characters, obviously. Well, that's noteworthy. Um, I... Although I don't think the covers have come out yet. Probably yeah. a couple more days. Gotcha. But we could put them on the forum or something when that time comes. Yeah, definitely. I think that sums up October. Um, Jump Ultimate Stars is in, until the end of November. And the Wii version of Sparking Neo is until at least January. So uh, there's your October stuff. Good deal? Good deal. Time for emails. Yay, emails! <laughs> We have two emails this week, and they're both audio emails. They're oh, both nice. They're both from women, and I'm pretty sure they're both from New Jersey. We win! <laughs> totally! <laughs> if I was single, I'd win. No. Oh. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> She's so angry looking right now. <laughs> the first one comes from Lauren. Hey, everybody. This is Lauren from New Jersey on the forum. My username's Chukita. Um, I have a question about the Kochikame collab. 
is Julian planning on translating the entire thing the way he did the NMZ chapters? And do you have any set date for uh, releasing it like that? So, Julian. Yes, I'm getting on it. I have a four-day weekend, so I'll find the time at some point. Yes! Yes, sweet. I don't know about, like, scanslating, but I'll at least, you know, translate out the dialogue and you guys can slap it on there. Oh, of course. You know what? I'll give it to Mary to do at work. <laughs> I, 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 I can't do that. Maybe back when I had an office. Gotcha. Now they throw me for the whole public to see. I'll, I'll at least give you, a, like, a text translation that you could use to read along. <laughs> read along? Yeah, That's home, old kids. school. Back in well, our it, day, that's all we could do. Well, you know, it, it takes a lot of time to go in with Photoshop. It and does. Erase the Japanese dialogue and it put in does. the English stuff. Know, and get it sized correctly and make sure it's... I know. Uh, wah, wah, wah. Poor Julian. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you actually did a really great job on the Nicomajan Z stuff. So people are yeah. immediately like, when's Julian doing the new stuff? I can't blame him. Oh. Well, uh, so there's kind of your answer. <laughs> We're getting to it. We, we definitely want to do it because we yes. love Toriyama stuff. We just have lives. Sadly. The next email comes to us from Jessica. Ciao, Daisenshui X Tachi. This is Veshera, a.k.a. Jessica, who visits the forums. I recently remembered the Vegeta-sama's Hell Kitchen Okonomiyaki recipe thing. Now, my question is this. Those voices singing with Vegeta? Who what are they? The first time I listened to the song, I thought maybe Vegeta was completely crazy or something. I mean, when I listened to it, I envisioned little puppets like Washu has. You're the best, Vegeta! You're the strongest in the universe! So yeah, what are these voices? I'm not the only one hearing them, right? I, I, I don't know. I'm, I mean, I, if I was to, you know, have the booklet in front of me and look at the names, I'm, it might be written there, but to my knowledge, I think the only one listed was Vegeta, Ryo Horikawa. Um, the voices are just these. I don't know. It, it's it's like the 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 cutting and the and the the food making noise as he's doing stuff to it. I was gonna say I picture all the little food ingredients with eyes and mouths. And oh my god, it's so song. like it's like Doctor Slump. <laughs> exactly, like Doctor Slump. Slump in the middle of Dragon Ball Z with Vegeta. Except instead of poop, it's food. How come Vegeta never got his Dr. Slump crossover? That would have been interesting, mostly because he's so straight-laced and, like, humorless. He does seem to be the default crossover character now. Yeah, I, I mean, he, he'd make a very stern, like, why the hell am I here kind of <laughs> character. Exactly. It's like, get me out of here, um, please. Maybe we'll see something like that in the future. Maybe. I think Vegeta should just show up in every manga ever. Just make that, <laughs> make that comment, and it'll still be funny every single time. <laughs> So um, we're going to say it's the food singing along with Vegeta and the cute little voices. <laughs> yeah. I like at the end how he says he forgot the mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> Although I don't like mayonnaise with the konomiyaki, so I just don't have mayonnaise anyway. Gotcha. Well, thank you, chef. It's good stuff, though. The Hiroshima kind has noodles in it. Okay. And I guess that means nothing to you guys. But No, it doesn't. I've never had I've it. I've always up. wanted to eat one, though. Just one? Yeah, just one. Okay. Yeah. Well, hey, that's the end of the emails for the week. Because uh, New Jersey people rule. And that's uh, just how it goes. If you want to send us emails, they don't have to be questions. If you just want to say, hey, I listen to your show, whatever. But we answer questions on the show, too. So that's pretty cool. Head over to the website, DiesNGBX. You click over on the left, the word contact, because that would make sense. And all the information comes up that you need. And you send us emails. And we read them. And we answer them. And uh, you know what time it is, guys? Bedtime. No, it's time to pick a contest winner. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. So we have a winner for our Super Dragon Ball Z contest. This is very exciting. Yes, it is. We got a lot of entries. And even though there were a lot of entries, we got a lot of the same answer. Zers. Floral. <laughs> so... Just as a recap, the point of this contest was to give away Super Dragon Ball Z for the American PS2. And now, we base the contest on something that's in the game, and that's that you can give characters other characters' moves. So we came up with poor old Mr. Satan. He has no real key-based attacks. He gets a jetpack every once in a while. Sometimes he farts. Sometimes things explode. That's about it. So we proposed, well, if he could have one offensive key-based attack from the series, what would it be? And why? It had to be interesting. It had to woo us. And we are very, very hard to woo. That's right. 
Now, we received a lot of entries, and we weren't going into this necessarily saying, well, if two people submit the same thing, then they can't win. It doesn't matter, because part of this was explaining why you chose the attack you chose. Now, just for quick statistics, because it's funny, 6% of entrants had the Kamehameha, 16% of entrants had the Super Ghost Kamikaze attack, we had 4% with the Kiai, what else did we have? We had 4% with the Taiyoken, amazingly... 7% had Ginyu's body change, and the biggest one was the Genkidama, with 31% of the answers being based around the Genkidama. However, our winner is none of these. Our winner is someone who submitted it and no one else did. They had a great explanation, and uh, so they're winning Super Dragon Ball Z and a Super Saiyan 3 Gotenks t-shirt, because we're that awesome. Well, actually, they're awesome for picking... Or creating the winning answer. That's true. I didn't do much because the prizes are from Filter Magazine and I didn't have to come up with anything. So I guess the listeners and the website viewers are the coolest people ever. That's right. But since it, it comes through me, it makes me look cool at the same time. And I'm cool with that. Should we just announce a winner? Yes, yes. Let's all get right. on. Our winner. We don't really have a drum roll, but that's all right. Our winner is Sean Powers. Congratulations. And of course, you're wondering, well, what did Sean have to say? Well, here's Sean's answer. If I had to give Mr. Satan one key attack, it would be the Carrot Master's ability to change people into carrots. I would give this ability to Mr. Satan because if anyone touched his skin, they would be turned into a carrot. No matter how weak he is, no one could beat him if they are a carrot. I like that logic a lot. I do, That's too. That's why I, I got my vote. Yeah. <laughs> so we we really like that answer. Everyone had some really great stuff in there. We had some that were really long novel explanations of why they were great attacks. Some of the Genki Dama ones were great. The Super Ghost Kamikaze attack ones were great. But this one just stuck with us. And so, uh, Sean Powers, congratulations. I'll be getting in touch with you to send you your Super DBZ and the t-shirt. I guess I can't have them on my bookshelf anymore. Oh, that's okay. It's taking up space. I know. Space that could go to other Dragon Ball stuff. So congratulations! Stay tuned because we have a box full of crap. We have lots more to give away. Video games, DVDs, CDs, cards. I don't even remember what's that. Magazines? Maybe. Maybe Toriyama himself. I have no idea what's down there. So congrats. Look forward to more contests in the future. But now I think it's time to end the episode. Aww. I know. It's that time again. Yes. We're actually recording early again this week. It's Thursday. Because tomorrow night, Julian's going to be somewhere. I don't know. Where are you going to be? Uh, Probably out somewhere having dinner with my girlfriend. But yeah. Gotcha. And tomorrow night, Mary and I are going to Sayerville, right? Uh, it yes, it's Sayerville. Starland Ballroom, Sugar Cult, Halifax, and Spill Canvas. So, awesome. Hey. Yay, show. Yeah. It's been a while. When was the last show we went to? Uh, a couple of months back. It was probably either beginning of summer was or it late spring. Probably. Yeah, that was Philadelphia. Aha. Uh-huh. So that was springtime. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, not that anyone actually cares what the last show we went to was, but I was curious. So, um, yep. This episode will be out, and you'll be listening to it, and that's pretty awesome, because that's what happens with podcasts. We continue onwards. It's episode 45. We're closing in on the one-year anniversary pretty soon. <gasps> Actually, you know what? Our, assuming we don't miss any more weeks, we only missed one week so far. So episode 51 is going to be our one-year anniversary. Not only that, but it'll be on the exact same day, November 19th. Wow, that's really creepy. Whoa. Yeah. That'll be awesome. Dude. So we're, Dude. we're planning some really cool stuff for that show. So uh, keep listening, I guess. Look forward to it and all that awesome stuff. But uh, we're going to head on out now because it's time for Futurama and bed and all that great stuff because cool. work. Yeah. So, Julian. Yeah. Well, actually, I'm not going to talk to you yet. I'm going to oh. talk to Mary. Oh, gee. What? Because she's wandering off into the land of the internet. So I gotta say bye to her before <laughs> to we, what do I owe before we totally lose her. So uh, thank you for joining us. You're quite welcome. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah. Goodbye. Goodbye. Get out of here. See you in the other room. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll be with the animals. You are from a website. Yeah, I was born there. I was raised there. And now they deported me to your neck of the woods <laughs> on the internet. Whoa. Uh, Temple of Trunks? Yeah, Temple of Trunks is a Trunks fan site that can be found at T-E-M-P-L-E-O-T-R-U-N-K-S dot com. That's Temple O Trunks dot com. Trunks. Trunks. He's now Trunks. Temple O Trunksten. Trunksten. That's my future project. <laughs> oh, no. 
Uh, well, you go work on that, yes, and uh, we're going to say goodbye to Julian now. Julian, it's been fun having you. Why, thank you, Michael. And of course, you're here all the time. Oh, next week. Oh, yes. Next week, we're going to be at Manga Next. Yes. For a day, for, anyways. For like a day. We're just hanging around, I guess. That's yeah. okay. We deserve it. Yeah. And then I'm actually going to be able to see their apartment for the first time. <laughs> hey, it does exist. That's right. I'm, I'm praying that they're not secretly serial killers or anything. No. Oh, come on now. I would have killed you long ago if I was going to. I've had I suppose so, you have a point. so many great opportunities, but I mean, I could just, you know, bring you down to the dumpster here. With the hooker? Yeah. No one will notice a dead hooker and Julian. <laughs> They'll think they're together. Oh, no. <laughs> it's That's the a perfect one. plan. Uh, somehow I don't picture Julian soliciting a hooker you know by what? the dumpster. This conversation is absolutely awful, so I'm going to stop it there. So we're going to have yeah. a big party and uh, cats. Cats? DS and... Like oh, cats. God, yeah. All that kind of stuff. We need to have more um, DSing between the three of us. Yeah. And Okay. And... Not play Tetris where we have our asses handed to <laughs> us. Yes, and 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 we could get we could get other people to come over with their DSs, and we can have a big DS party. And I'll still win. DS or no matter what we play. I'm sure we'll record an episode. We'll see who wants to come over. Maybe I'm sure Angel will be around. Maybe Jeff Ginny, will come over. Maybe Ginny Monty. Ginny Monty will come in. I have no idea. We'll uh we'll have a big expo in our living room. We'll call it an expo. Eminem expo. Eminem and Jay. So next episode will not be live from Manga Next. It'll be live from after Manga Next at the same place that we always record from. But that'll be awesome. <laughs> but not the same place I record from. Exactly, because you're It'll be more, more live and impersonally, not live More live. Person. All right. It's time to finish Yay. up. So goodbye, everyone. For, for Mary. Oh, thank you. For Julian. Hey. For Tara and Tyler, who've been running around the last half of the episode because they were meowing at the door and I had to let them out. I am Mike Labrie. Vegito EX, and I will never write an obligatory song about being on the road and missing someone. Here we are on the internet again. Here we are doing a podcast. There we go. Acting like we're important people. There we go. Turn the page. Thank you. Thank you. What? (laughs) I don't even know what you're singing this time. Oh, turn the page? Yeah. Well, it's not really about missing someone. It's just the grind of being on the road. But anyway, uh, Daisenju EX Podcast. Konshimu Kita Kurasante Yaragato Mazaimasu. Chikayo, Tadashini!